The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co host, Aaron Murray, and our friends from Prize Picks are back. Yeah, that's right. This episode is once again presented by Prize Picks. And guess what? They have a brand new offer for all punt and pass listeners and if you didn't jump in the first time this one is simply one that you will not want to miss because they're literally giving you free money yeah that's right free money all you have to do is download the prize picks app or go to myprizepicks.com and sign up with that same promo code pnp that's the letter p the letter n and the letter p and you will receive a free 25 dollar play that's right on the house to get active on prize picks. You heard me correct. Download the app. Use the promo code PMP and you will receive a free $25 play on prize picks. You must be in a valid state. Use the promo code PNP and you can get active right away. They jumped back in on the podcast because Thanksgiving is next week. Thanksgiving week, Aaron, is like simply the best. So much football, so much sports, so much food, so much family. And if you're going to sit around your family and not get active on prize picks with all the action going down, I don't know what you're thinking. But download the prize picks app. Follow them on social media at Prize Picks, Twitter, and Instagram. Aaron, you're at Aaron Murray 11. I'm at Drew Butler 13. We are at Punt and Pass one more time. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP and you will get a free $25 play. Boom. MyPrizePicks.com. Week 13 college football playoff rankings are out. Same as week 12, Aaron. Not much change, but I don't think many people expected that with the games that went down. Last weekend, one LSU, two Ohio State, three Clemson, four Georgia, five Alabama, six Oregon, seven Utah. Anything jump out to you right off the bat? Anything that you're most looking forward to this week? We'll break it all down on this episode of Punt and Pass. Well, it's going to be interesting to see does the committee after Ohio State, and if Ohio State, we'll break down this game, if Ohio State wins, do now – there's now the committee look at and say, okay, now they, 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 they're a complete team offense, yeah. defense, they, they check off those boxes and now they have a top 10 win to go along with that. Do they jump LSU? And I would say, yes, I think once they get through this week, I would not be surprised if they take care of business first Penn state that you will see a new number one 
next Tuesday night. That will be Ohio State. Any requirements with that win or just win, baby? They're going to have to add style points, beat them by three touchdowns, or would a field goal in the last minute vault them to number one? Because I don't know how you just answered my first question on my notes for you right here, but that is it. If Ohio State routes Penn State, will they take over the number one spot? Penn State's ranked number eight, like you just said. That's a top 10 victory. And then they have to go to number 13, Michigan, next week. So committee could be saying, hey, this is their chance with the win to really cement themselves as the top team. I, I don't think they need to route them. I just think they need to win. At the end of the day, winning against a top 10 team is, is, is I think, all you need because they've demonstrated the entire season that this is an elite football team. That yeah. They're a complete football team. Chase is back at the defensive end. You know he's ready to – He's ready to go. He's got fresh legs, had a two-game little suspension. He's yeah, energized. What the hell is that? That is uh, the most you know unbelievable what, thing ever. You know what's a, even the worst thing? I don't know if you saw this Wiseman thing. The basketball yeah. player gets suspended. Tell and everybody they, they, what's going on if they're not uh, familiar. Wiseman, top draft prospect, yeah. college basketball player at Memphis. Gets additional 12 games. Uh, and then they, they, they say that they he, find to, him. he gets fined for $11,000. <laughs> it's like the dude's not a professional athlete. He's not making money. So we're going to wait till he becomes a pro to pay. And if I'm him, like, why am I going to pay you once I'm a pro? Do I give a crap about the NCAA at that point? So I guess maybe they'll, they'll punish the school. Then if he doesn't pay, I, I don't know. I think the whole paying a fine thing is, is, is really stupid. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he is. He's an amateur athlete. You're not paying him money. He's not making money right now. So I just don't get the whole thing. The NCAA, once again, looks like a bunch of idiots to me. Yeah, for the background on that, though, Wiseman, Josh Wiseman, I believe is his name, a basketball player at University of Memphis, received money from a booster. It may even have been the head coach that they traced it back to who was a booster at the time to move from Nashville, Tennessee to Memphis, Tennessee. And he got like $11,500. I have moved my family, my house, from Phoenix, Arizona to Atlanta, Georgia, and it did not cost $11,500. It costs a lot, but not that much. If you move, if you move 500 miles, let me know how much it costs you because it damn sure does not cost $11,500. But to your point, Aaron, the fact that the NCAA has said you now owe $11,500 – what college kid has that much money to his name? Literally. It does not matter if you are the best college football player or college basketball player. You are living paycheck to paycheck, week to week, even if you're on scholarship. We've all done it. That is insane, but that's par for the course for the NCAA. We'll see how that one shakes out. On the flip side, though, of this weekend, and going back to the whole Chase Young thing, yeah, he gets suspended against Rutgers and uh, who they played the week before last. They beat some, some scrub. Yeah, some other scrub team. Let's see. Let's look real quick. One second. They played Rutgers and they played Maryland. Oh, you know, Maryland. Two of the really, yeah, the really tough teams in the, in the Big Ten. I mean, that's that's. it's like, you know, going on a little vacation. It's like Ezekiel Elliott for the preseason. Just yeah. go on a little vacation. Go to, what do you go to, like the Bahamas or something? They go train. Come back fresh and ready to dominate. And that's what it, you literally gave the best defensive player in all of college football <laughs> two, three break. weeks just to relax, get healthy, before your final two big games against ranked opponents. So good luck to Penn State's quarterback and good luck to Shea Patterson. Clifford and Patterson are about to get their butts whacked by this dude if they don't find a way to protect. All right. Well, I can't wait to break down that game. I think we might be on different sides there. I have a weird feeling about Penn State. We will see 
in just a bit. But I asked you, any surprises on the Week 13 rendition of the college football playoff ranking? You said no, not really. I would say the two biggest questions that people were asking before they released him would, would Alabama still be ranked number five? I expected them to stay at the number five spot because I think it was a great opportunity for the committee to say, hey, look, we're doing this week by week. Yes, we all know that they lost to Atunga Bailoa for the rest of the season, but that doesn't matter until after next week, right? Until after Western Carolina, until after the Auburn game. There is no reason Alabama should have moved back. Oregon and Utah, Penn State, Oklahoma, those teams will have the opportunity to leapfrog them as we get closer to conference championship weekend. My biggest head-scratcher, though, was how in the hell is Penn State ranked above Minnesota? Minnesota literally just beat Penn State. Literally just beat Penn State two weeks ago. We all watched it. They have the same record. They're both 9-1. and one. And Rob Mullins gets on the show last night and says, we, we brought it down to their common opponent. Common opponent? Minnesota just beat Penn State. I, I don't you. understand it. It literally makes no sense. So they said Penn it. State beat Iowa 17-12, to 12, and Minnesota just lost to Iowa 23 to 19. I mean, that is the type of discussions that they're having in there. It, it you'd have to raise your hand and be like, guys, Minnesota just beat Penn State. I, I don't think we're understanding what we're talking about right here. The totality of the discussion. Who's Minnesota. the best team? Who is a better team? Oh, maybe put let's put them on the field and see who would win. Oh, well, they have. <laughs> what just Minnesota happened? Won. It just yes. happened. So what what are we discussing here? I just there's so many questions. I still question. I know you said it's a week by week thing with Alabama, but to me, the body of work and what they put on the field, the eye test, and then now knowing two is not the guy. I just, I think you're in a tricky situation right now, keeping them at five. Where the fact is, how does Oregon or Utah jump them? Do they jump them? I guess by beating each other in the in the Pac-12 championships. If Oregon wins, then now you've earned the right to pass Alabama, who. If they go the season and win in these next two games, their best wins Auburn. That's it. Yeah. Their best win is against a team that's A and four. Yep. So what has Alabama done to deserve to be the number five team besides be Alabama and have Nick Saban as their head coach? What have they done? They you know what Lose they did to LSU. You know what they did? They had an eighty five yard touchdown pass with one and a half minute left against LSU. Because if they would have lost by twelve points, they would not be the number five team in the nation right now. That's a fact. But does right. that not go into does that not go into the eyeball test? Does that not go into when we're watching film and we see that LSU literally dominated this football game on the road and every other game we've watched Alabama, their defense has been non-existent. What have they done? Nothing. Yeah, I, I, I'm in literally nothing with you. I am in one hundred. I just don't. I don't. I don't agree. It's, it's the fact that they're Alabama and their head coach is Nick Saban. That's it. Yep. Call me a, a hater yep. all you want. You can't tell me that they deserve this season to be a number five team in the country right now. No, they don't. They simply don't. And I'm going to ask you, because you're talking about how can they be there and who can jump in front of them. Conference championship weekend is shaping up to be an awesome one in just a couple of weeks. And the Friday night game, the Pac-12 championship, which is usually a snoozer, is going to be sweet. Oregon against Utah, expecting both of them to only have one loss. If all things are the same, Saturday night, when everything is done, we're waiting on Selection Sunday, Aaron. You and I talked about this on Monday on our show, Campus Lore Live. If all things are the same, say Georgia loses to LSU, say Oklahoma drops a game and doesn't win the Big 12 championship, whatever, okay? If Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship in that scenario, they get in. There's no doubt about it. If Utah wins the Pac-12 championship, 
with all things considered in that scenario, I don't think they get in. Aaron, I don't think they get in. I think the committee would sit there and go, guys, we can't put Utah in there. We can't put Utah in there. I mean, look, who is going to make the needle move? I don't think they would put Utah in. I think they would. No, I'm with you. I completely agree. I think they look at Utah, and if you ask, um, I think if you ask the majority of people to name you like five players on Utah, shoot, name you two or three players on Utah, they'd be like, uh, Tyler uh, Huntley, I don't, and then probably Kyle Whittingham, no, the head coach. No, they probably wouldn't say Huntley. They definitely don't know Moss, the running back. I mean, they just don't know. Exactly. And the committee talks about these things, man. They want to make sure it's a good performance and, and a good game, and people are going to want to tune in and watch it. So that's why I think Oregon – the brand Oregon is far superior to Utah. So I'm, I'm, I, I bet you that these committee members are praying that Oregon wins because they don't want to look like the a-holes who leave Utah out, who won the PAC 12 with one loss because the fact that they know people would rather watch a game versus Alabama. They would rather see Alabama or Ohio state. Yep. Yep. And you know what though? And I, I got asked this question this morning, who is the one team outside of the top four right now that has the best path into the college football playoff. You know who it is? I can tell you. No, no. It's Penn State. Penn State can win this weekend and beat the number two team in America, still only have one loss. That would get them into the Big Championship, Big Ten Championship game. Then they get a rematch against number 10, Minnesota, who I would assume would move up before then, or number 12, Wisconsin, who I would assume would move up before then. Also, Minnesota and Wisconsin play next week to decide the Western champ. I'm telling you right now, listen to me, let me finish. If Penn State beats Ohio State, they get into the Big Ten championship game, and then they get an opportunity to beat another top 10 Big Ten team to become Big Ten champs. I think if they win in that scenario and become Big Ten champs, the committee has to put them in. That would be madness, and I, I love think that you they've say, got a chance. I love, you, I love that you say that's the easiest route. That, it's a difficult freaking route. They, gotta beat, they have to beat Ohio State. Plus, they have to beat a team that already beat them. No, but what I'm this saying— is, That's not easy. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't that get what if, you're saying. They, if they do it, the committee would put them in. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 yes, championship, if, I think if George, stuff's going to happen. Yeah, if, George, get in. if Georgia wins the SEC, they're in, too. So I what does it matter? Well, I said yes. outside of the top four, but yes. Okay. Yes, you did say outside of the top four. Awesome. All right. Well, that was Got fun. it. That was fun. A spirited debate. It's it's easy. It's easy. Just go just go beat Ohio State at Ohio State. It's fine. It's super <laughs> hey, easy path here's to get the, to the final here four. Here is the white cloud though. And then we're gonna get into this weekend's games. All right. I was listening to V Sin this morning, channel two oh four on Sirius XM, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. It's where Brent Musburger's brother, he started it, Musburger works on it. These guys in the morning said, You know what really stood out to me and what the white cloud is by the committee was all of a sudden. USC, Southern Cal shows up at number 23. They got yeah. four losses. They hadn't been ranked in the top 25 in weeks. And the committee just says, oh, you know what? Let's put them in the top 25 so at the end of the year we can say, hey, Oregon has another top 25 victory. Or Utah has another. Utah lost to them. Okay. Oregon has another top. You know what I mean? Like, they're just throwing teams in there at the bottom of the pile so they can a team, take it. A team that's going to fire their coach exactly. in a couple weeks. He ain't going to make it past Thanksgiving, but let's put him in the top 25. Look, man, I mean, this committee, I, I don't know. I, look, I like it because it drives this discussion right here, but when I have to listen to Rob Mullins up there last night with Reese you, Davis. Uh, you are his biggest fan. I tell <laughs> you what, you love you some Rob Mullins. All he says is recusal discussion. I know you, I know you, call, me Aaron Mull- you call me Aaron Mullins. I'm going to call you Drew, <laughs> Drew Mullins, Mullins, too, yeah. for, a diff- for a different Mullins, though. <laughs> recusal discussion. Recusal discussion. That's all he says. That's all he ever says. We had a discussion. I recused myself. 
there was a recusal of myself. Then they had a discussion. It's the biggest joke ever. But all right, punt pass and pick at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at Aaron Murray eleven. I am at Drew Butler thirteen. We're brought to you by Prize Picks. They're back. Follow them at Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Go to myprizepicks.com. Use the promo code PNP. They're giving you $25 for a free play. It's awesome. They might be out of their minds, but they want you to play on prize picks. So go check it out. All right, week 13 games, Aaron. Let's rewind to last week. You went two and two against the spread. You're 33 and 30 on the year. I went three and one against the spread. Mm. You're th- I'm 39 and 24. I'm creeping into the elite range. But most importantly, Aaron Murray's lock of the week on a three game winning streak, baby. Three weeks in a row, the lock has hit. The slate this weekend, not that exciting. Let's run through these games and get everybody fired up for what's going to happen this weekend. I'm going to throw a random game at you, but I think it's easy for me. Number 13, Michigan and Shea Patterson. Are they going to get caught looking ahead to Ohio State next weekend? They go to Bloomington to take on Indiana, who is a good football team. They played Penn State close last week. Michigan's a 10-point favorite. The total is 52.5. This game's at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. I don't know. If Shea Patterson, we've been saying it week after week after week. If he turns the Just ball over, Just don't turn it over, Shea. Yeah. Just don't turn it over. No, I don't think they look ahead because the fact is this is a good Indiana team. This is a team that is, like you said, 7-3. and three. They've been playing really well lately. They had a four-game winning streak before playing Penn State. And at Penn State, they only lost 34-27. So I, you're on the road. You're playing a good opponent. I think those are enough things for you to kind of focus in and make sure you show up to the ballpark ready to go. So they're going to have to continue to play great defense. Michigan has been on a roll on that side of the football. They've been running the ball well. And like we keep saying, as long as Shea Pedersen does not fumble the ball in the pocket, you know, he gets a little bit soft hands at times or throws an interception. This team has a chance to win. They're, they're somewhat similar, I guess, in the case to what we always say about Georgia. I mean, they're not similar teams, but what do we say about Georgia? Play great defense and don't turn it over. Yeah. And you're going to have a chance to win football games. That's the same thing for Michigan. Don't turn it over, run the ball well, and just play defense. So I think they have that recipe kind of cranking right now. They're in the rhythm of it. Uh, I think they go out there and take care of business this weekend. Are they going to cover the 10-point spread? Do they win by 11 or more? No, they don't. I think think Indiana keeps it a little bit closer. I think they win by 7. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. I'm going to take the 10 points here, a home dog, Indiana at home. And they play tough football, man. They got a good offense and the defense to boot. They're not scared. And I think that they know. I mean, when's the last time Indiana has beaten Michigan in Bloomington? Probably been forever. And the natives will be growing restless because Harbaugh has a chance to drop this game. And then they will probably get absolutely run out of the building next week against Ohio State. That's an easy one. Indiana plus 10. I think it's so easy that uh, I'm kind of scratching my head, but we'll move you on. You know another game, I, just before I forget this, because I, I don't know if it's going to be on your list for the talk about, but Missouri is a four-point oh, yeah. favorite over Tennessee right now. Let's go to that next. Are you are you kidding me right now? Talk to me. As, Tennessee as, at what Missouri. What does Vegas know? If, if this happens, then there's some kind of nonsense going on behind the scenes because you can't tell me as a, as a fan of football – of you and I watching yeah. a lot of SEC football, the way Missouri is playing right now, awful, which has been awful, awful offensively. I mean, they can't put points on the board. They just can't. They can't buy a freaking touchdown. And you're telling me that they're going to beat Tennessee. And I'm not saying Tennessee's world beaters here, but Tennessee's gotten a lot better this season. And they're playing. They're rolling right now. They're playing great defense. Garantano should be the starting quarterback. He's like a new dude all of a sudden this season. How in the world is Missouri and not even a three point favorite? 
not just like a, they're at home and it's yeah. even teams. Or even th- they gave them four freaking points. Yep. I am shocked. Vegas, if Vegas, if Vegas hits this, so something's where are you going, going? on. Are you with something's Tennessee or Missouri? Are you, are you mean, am I with Tennessee or am I with Vegas? Are I you, am with Tennessee okay. on this one. Well, you know, yeah. Vegas is smiling right now because you they are, are going to take that. I don't get it. And I'll tell you exactly it. why. Tennessee at Missouri. Missouri's a four-point favorite, like Aaron just told you. The total here is 45 and a half points. It's in Columbia. That's the biggest thing. This game's at 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network. Tennessee's never won Columbia, Missouri. I think that's the biggest thing. Missouri has owned Tennessee of late. Jeremy Pruitt knows that he needs this victory to become bowl eligible. Last season, Tennessee was sitting in the exact same spot, Aaron, and absolutely got blown out by both Missouri and Vanderbilt to end the season 5-7 and seven and not go to a bowl game. To your point, though, Garantano is like, I mean, he's gone through a fire baptism. He has risen from the ashes. He yes, is a he new is player. Phoenix. He, is, he the is the rising Phoenix for sure. And playing confidently. And Jeremy Pruitt's like loving on him now. Really, really a weird scene in Knoxville, especially what happened after that Alabama game. I'm torn here as well. I'm absolutely torn here. They can't score. Missouri cannot score. Kelly Bryant is awful. Awful. He's hurt. If you watch he can't run right now. Florida, I mean, trash. Yeah. I, I, good. I hate it as well. I hate this pick as well, but I have to take the four. Give me the better team taking points. I think we're both on the same side here. Tennessee plus four. Yeah. Tennessee plus four. I'm writing these down. I'm writing these down. Texas is heading to Baylor. Baylor has a chance to win this game and get into the Big 12 championship game. Baylor's ranked number 14. Baylor is also a five-point favorite. The total here is 59.5 points. That could smell like an Aaron Murray lock of the week. Again, it's in Waco, 3.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Talk to me, Aaron. Where are we going here? I love some Big 12 high-scoring football games. Baylor wins this game. Texas is not bad. Texas is trash, man. They're not bad. They're trash. I'm telling you, Herman may he may lose his job. Do you really think so? Because I've been hearing that he's in his fourth year. Correct? I think he's in. His I believe fourth his fourth year. year. Yes, same he, as Kirby. He, so, so, so he he's had his opportunity to recruit. He's had his opportunity to bring guys in there. You're in the the Big Twelve, and you're six and four. You lose this game. You're six and five. And who do they have after this game? Let me see right here. You're six and four. You lose to Baylor on the road. Baylor, this is Baylor. I yeah. know Baylor's having a good year, yeah. but it's still Baylor. You're Texas. You are Texas, and you're a six and five team. Maybe seven and five if you win your last game of the season. They play uh, Texas Tech to finish the year off, and so, that could be a loss as well. Is it in Lubbock or is it in Austin? Uh, it's, it's in Austin. In Austin, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I, I think Baylor goes out there understanding that they still have a chance to get revenge in Oklahoma. For sure. I, I, you got to think that they believe they should have won that game. I mean, they were dominating the first three quarters of it and then completely crapped the bed there in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts did some magical stuff. But still, Baylor believes they are an elite team. They want that rematch. I think they, they've been really impressive all year. So I think they take care of business at home uh, and beat down a Texas team. That's just not very good at all yeah um this is a a tough game for texas you're totally right i mean six and five if they lose this game no gimme against texas tech to finish the season up tom herman in his fourth year i I forget who said it today but i saw it uh in the media somewhere they said texas has fallen into the category of just another big 12 team chasing oklahoma 
Like, that's what they are. They're just another yeah. Big 12 team, and it's sad because you and I talked about it on Monday. I know we talk about a lot of stuff on Mondays. But Sam Ellinger, after the Sugar Bowl beatdown of Georgia last year, said, Texas, we're back. <laughs> they are. They ain't back. They're not back at all. No. Baylor laying the five points at home. I think you have to go with them as well. Look, their offense is not exactly explosive, but against Texas defense, they will look explosive. Can, can become explosive. Yeah. So, Aaron, you and I are both on the same sides here for the third pick in a row. That could spell trouble, but we're both going to lay the five points with Baylor. I can't trust. You know what? Tom Herman is an underdog. Texas will cover but lose this game. I'm taking the five points. Texas plus five. Aaron, you're laying the five with Baylor. Baylor's going to win this game by more than five points. Correct? Yes. Do I have a pick of the week yet? A lock of the Not week? Yet. Okay. I, w- I want to see what we – wanna. it's in the back. It's We've number one right now left. on the docket. We've yes. got two games left. left. Let's go to Athens. Texas A&M heading in between the hedges to take on number four, Georgia. Georgia is just under a two-touchdown favorite. They are laying 13.5 points. The total here, 45 3.30 p.m., CBS, weather's supposed to be kind of dicey, 60 degrees, like an 80% chance of rain. We all saw what happened when it was raining really hard against Kentucky. Texas A&M playing well of late, not against the best competition, Aaron. You and I played against Texas A&M in 2009, the great and historic Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Who could forget what a masterful bowl experience that is. We played oh, against Vaughn so Miller. We played against Ryan Tannehill. Remember this team? Georgia yeah. wins to finish the season 8-4, and four, hoisting the illustrious Advocare Independence Bowl trophy in Shreveport, a memory I'll never forget ever. Christmas morning, the field was iced over, and we had a full pads practice. You and I both made it through it, though. We're better men for having that experience. Let's yes, let's amazing. fast forward to 2019. Georgia has the SEC East wrapped up. They'll be in Atlanta in two weeks. Texas A&M playing for pride. Jimbo Fisher, first trip to Athens. What happens here, Aaron? Uh, we talked about the beginning of the year. Texas A&M had to win at least one of their big four games. You know, they played Clemson. They played Alabama. They played Georgia. They played LSU. They're not going to win this game. They are, they are getting better. It, a lot has to do with Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond has learned that I've given up on just being a pocket quarterback. I have to use my legs in order for this offense to go. So I think he does enough to keep them going, keep them on the field, get some critical first downs to keep this game close. I think Georgia wins home. I think the fans are going to be nuts. I think they're going to be feeling pretty good after clinching the East last week. I think they're still focused, understand that, Hey, if we must still win out, we can't lose this game and beat LSU and feel like we can be in that, in that number four spot. We got to win this and we got to win against LSU in order to get into the playoffs. So I think you'll see a, a very focused Georgia football team. Defense continues the ball out. Um, once again, the offense just worries me a little bit. Mike Elko is a great defensive coordinator, one of the best in this league. So I think A&M keeps this game a little bit closer than, what, 13 and a half points. I think Georgia wins somewhere between 10 and 12. All and right. the weather, too. I think the weather, obviously, is a big factor, too. It can get a little sloppy at times. Um, so good game, ground and pound game. A lot of running. They, Georgia must contain Kellen Mond. I think that's going to be key number one. If you keep Kellen Mond in the pocket and make you beat him as a passer, especially in ugly weather, I think Georgia could could 
cover the spread at that point, but he's looked pretty good running it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like this number, okay? If it gets over 14, beware. But I like Georgia under a two-touchdown favorite because I think they win by two touchdowns. I, I really do. I think they can slow this game down. Again, I, I'm not worried about Kellen Mund. I'm not worried about Texas A&M's offense because Georgia's defense is playing at such a high level right now. They are elite. There is absolutely no doubts about that, Aaron. But you just mentioned it. Mike Elko's defense, I mean, if they can bottle up Georgia's run game and, and, and stall the offensive line, win the line of scrimmage, Georgia's in for a long day, and then you can't turn the ball over, and it's going to be wet, and that could present some troubles. But I think Georgia takes care of business because their backs are up against the wall. They cannot afford to lose this game. They cannot afford any hiccups before Atlanta because if they want to get into the college football playoff, they have to win the SEC championship. I'll lay the 13.5 points here. I think Georgia has a great senior day. This is a very emotional day, a a, a day of pageantry for an amazing senior class at Georgia. So I'm going to lay the 13.5. I think it should be a big celebration in Athens. I'll be there. I will also be there. We're having a little – 10-year anniversary for some 2009 All-SEC players. So uh, DB will be in the mix. Holler at me if you see me. Also, this is a fantastic game if you download prize picks and use the promo code PNP. Play that $25 free play. I got some stats here from our boys at prize picks. People love betting the overs. Like, that's obvious. Vegas will tell you that all the time. And when you're betting on prize picks, not betting, but making a play on prize picks, you are projecting whether they will go over or under the projected fantasy points per week. Jake Fromm, people bet him 82% to go over. He's projected at 14.9 this week. What would you do? Under. You'd go under under 14.9 for this week. Uh, big issue, the weather. That's a yeah. big issue, man. We saw what happened against Georgia versus Kentucky because of the weather. So this is a better Texas A&M team than Kentucky. So I think if it is a little rainy, uh, that there's a reason why I think the game is going to be close and they're going to run the ball more. So definitely take the under on Jake Frog. Yeah. Deandre Swift, people, uh, expected him to go over last week. He went under, last week he's usually an over call I think he'll go over this week look they're going to run the ball they are going to run the ball a ton I would certainly go over with DeAndre so then Kellen Mund I mean Kellen Mund's gonna have an opportunity you gotta go under here because I would assume his projection is probably going to be around the 20 range with Georgia's defense I mean no chance whatsoever how about this Tua Tungabailoa was the most popular SEC player who was picked last week 66 percent of people thought he would go under and uh, he did because he got injured. So Jalen Hurts was the most popular player for college football overall last week. He went under as well, which was crazy. But his first half was bad with so many turnovers. Yeah, turnovers. Killed yeah, him. he was projected at 37.9 and finished with 36.2. So it's really that simple. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP. Pick a couple of players. Over or under their fantasy points projections and cash out. Follow Prize Picks at Prize Picks. They have a lot of good content to help you win big. Last game of the weekend, Aaron, before we get out of here. Number eight, Penn State at number two, Ohio State. Ohio State is an 18 point favorite. The total is 56 and a half. This game's at noon on Fox. I just have a weird feeling. I mean, you look at the past three years of these two teams, they play close football games. I, I know Ohio State's so good, I, I know they're extremely complete. I know Chase Young's a total baller. 
I know Justin Fields is a world beater. Why do I feel like James Franklin is going to pull something out of his hat and make this competitive? I don't know. I really don't. I think you need to see a doctor, honestly. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. I, just, I, I really don't. I mean, go back to go back to the game against Wisconsin. I know there's a Wisconsin team that lost to Illinois, but yeah. still yeah. a really good Wisconsin team. What happened? 38 to freaking 7. They put 38 points up on that elite defense. I see no difference at home in the horseshoe. Um, Chase Young, fresh, healthy legs, ready to come off the end and just absolutely demolish Clifford. And then go back to Clifford. What? The last time he was in a big game versus, versus Minnesota, what happened? Three interceptions. Got to be too big for him. Yeah. So does he come back from that? And can he play a big game against one of the best defenses in the country on the road? I don't think so. Ohio State dominates this game. I'm even going to make it my lock of the week. That's how confident I am. Ohio State wins and covers. Wow. Wins and covers. Make, lock of the week. That simple. They make a statement this week that we deserve to be the number one team in the country. And that's enough. You want us to prove that we're elite against the best competition? Well, we're about to do it right now. They go out there, dominate, win this game, and take that number one spot next week in the polls. Do you think you mentioned Clifford had such a bad game against Minnesota? Do you think that's a learning experience for him? Do you think that James Franklin is saying, hey, this moment is not too big for you? You know what happens when you build it up too much in your head. You are prepared for this moment. We are going to double Chase Young. You will have time in the pocket. Get the ball to K.J. Hamler. Let's get some explosive chunk plays and keep this thing tight into the fourth quarter and see if we can have a chance to win. Well, when we play South Carolina and A.J. Davian, <laughs> we only good, said, yeah, we, good, we, 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 always said we would double Jadavian and chip him, and Jadavian still got his. So you can <laughs> yeah. do all you want for Chase Young, but they'll scheme it up for, for Chase Young to find a way to get one-on-one too. So... Um, yeah, I just I just don't see it happen, especially since it's at Ohio State. I know it's a noon kickoff, but those fans are excited oh, yeah. about this football team this year, so it should be a great environment. So, yeah, they take care of business. All right, um, you are laying the points. That's your lock of the week. I hate to do this to you. I think Penn State keeps it close. I mean, could they win? I'd give them a 20% chance. I, I really would, maybe even a little bit less than that. Um, but they'll certainly keep it within 18 points, right? 17, 14, they will keep it within 18 points. And if I'm wrong and they get blown out, Aaron, you can talk shit to me all next week. That's well, totally will. fine. You will. Yeah. Oh, I, I, will. I, will. I will. Awesome. Same to you though. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at punt and pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I'm at drew Butler 13. Our friends who brought you this episode are at prize picks. Download the app. Use the promo code PNP for that free $25 play. Send us some screenshots. Let us know what you're doing, and we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you.